I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way, or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, and welcome to Simply Said, the pod where we talk about simple, practical ways to elevate our lives just so we can feel a little bit better. And I think when we feel better, we do better. That is what I'm going for. I want to feel good and I want to change the world for a better. Today, for our S2 interview, see what I did there? Simply Said, two S's, S2. S2 interview, we have a man who has made positivity a practice and an art form, literally. Alan Klein is an award-winning author and speaker who shows audiences worldwide how to use humor and positive thinking to deal with life's not-so-funny stuff. He's a recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, and he's the author of 28 books, including The Healing Power of Humor, Embracing Life After Loss, Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times. Alan, welcome to Simply Said. It is so wonderful to be here. Thank you. I already feel your good energy. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that, that's what I try to spread. That's what we need, right? I want to cut right to the chase. Your work and really the way you live your life is dedicated to finding humor and positivity even when things are falling apart. And I think right now, a lot of people feel like things are falling apart. You know, we have political dissension, we have climate issues, we have our own stresses with illness and financial matters and jobs and kids. How do you stay upbeat personally during this kind of chaos or or the stress that we have in everyday life? Right. So um, I'm human. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have trouble doing that, too. But a couple of things I do is I try to stay positive by being grateful for everything in my life instead of being upset about things I don't have in my life. So I'm uh, because I find the more I'm grateful for stuff, the more stuff for which I should be grateful comes into my life, uh, if that makes sense to you. So, uh, you know, I'm always writing down stuff I'm grateful for. I, I did a process that I really helped me focus on gratitude and being grateful. Every day I sent somebody in my life an email or a note, if they didn't have email, of how I appreciate them being in my life and, and how much I um, got from them and how they have enriched my life. And Polly, that was such an amazing experience. I just thought I did it because I wanted to do it. And before I die, thank a lot of people. And a couple of things happened once near the end of the year, like November, I thought, I'm going to run out of people. I need 365 (laughs) people. And they just kept coming. The more I did it, the more people I ended the year with still a lot of people that I hadn't thanked. And the other thing, and this is even more amazing, people sent me notes back or called me up and said, how did you know? that I needed this just at this minute, that I am going through a really difficult time 
And your little note just made my day. I love that. And what did you get from that? Because I think this is the link that we're missing. We think it it needs to take a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of energy to volunteer or make a difference. But what you're talking about is a simple step that obviously uplifted those people. But it sounds like you felt better, too, because you were focused on the goodness in your life. Right. And, and you, you know, you say it didn't take much time. It took very little time. Once I composed the email, I might put their name and I might put one or two little things that, you know, we did together or why I was appreciative. But it was not, you know, the email was already done. I just had to add 30 seconds or something and send it out. So, yes, we don't need, a, it doesn't have to cost a lot. It doesn't have to be a big you know, time-consuming thing that we do for other people. It could be a little thing that really makes a big difference in their life. How deliberate are you, Alan, in choosing the thoughts you put in your head? You know, I, I, I've looked at your books and I've I've read several of your reflections, the, the essays, and it, it when you talk about this gratitude piece, it seems like you're very deliberate in, okay, I'm going to choose this so that I move toward that positivity. Is that something you do regularly in other ways in your life? Well, it was a big lesson in my life. Um, I uh, I was on my way to the gym. It was Saturday morning. I was really happy. I was singing. I was in a good mood. And I was forgetting about the speed limit, and I was being pulled over for a ticket. So I got to the gym, and I'm still singing. I'm still happy. I'm telling uh, other people in the gym about it, just getting a speeding ticket. And they said, Alan, how can you, how can you still be happy? You just got a ticket. That's going to cost you money, and you know, you have to go to traffic school and all of this. And um, out of my mouth came... I'm not going to let that policeman or that ticket ruin my day. And I real, and that's why I wrote the book, You Can't Ruin My Day. But what I realize is that we always have the power to not let anyone or anything, any situation ruin our day, that we have that total power. So one of the things I do now is I believe in positive quotations. The book that I just came out was Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, because I think words matter. Words are really powerful. So I use a lot of affirmations, a lot of quotations to just help uplift me. One of them, and I, if anybody wants to use this as their own, they're welcome to it. My mantra every day is the world treats me as royalty wherever I go. And it works. <laughs> Bring that good energy and people pick up on it. Exactly. And if it doesn't work, well, I've lost nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I advise your listeners, find some quotations, some words that you kind of live by and help you get through your day. I think that's huge. I think in this culture, we pay so much attention to what we put in our bodies, right? The medicine to fix us or the food to help us lose weight or the protein to help us bulk up, whatever it is. And and I think we really need to give equal or even more attention to what we put in our brains and our minds and pay attention to what you're thinking and feeling. Don't judge yourself, but notice them and see 
what changes in the course of your day. See how you feel and just play with it a little bit. Experiment and get your get your own quotations. Pick up one of Alan's books. They're filled with great things. Actually, Alan, I, I have been using your positivity book to just open to a page and wherever I'm at at the day, it seems like I, I get a quote that I can reflect on that really helps me elevate that moment. And usually that's all it takes. Once I rev up in that second, then I can go forward and, and feeling a little better and, and then create some momentum in my day. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think we forget how powerful words are. I mean, we know words can put other people down um, or lift them up. And we have that choice. So we can use them no matter what's happening to lift ourselves up, to lift other people up, our kids, our spouse, people we work with. You know, what does it take to tell someone they're looking great today or you like the shirt or the dress they're wearing or, Mm -hmm. God, is that a new hairdo? It looks really good on you or whatever it is. Just I'm amazed when I go to a doctor's office or a clerk I'm interacting with. If I could say something positive to them, they're often stressed out. Just this big smile comes on their face. Like, oh yeah, I'm so glad you like that. You know, and it's suddenly we have a relationship that's uh, different than maybe working with other people that they work with. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know in science through research that when we take a minute to use somebody's name or to pause to be compassionate, that people perform better. <laughs> Not only does our heart rate slow and we feel better physically, but your doctor is going to connect you in a different way that's going to deliver uh, more exceptional care and and the checker at the grocery store or, you know, that kind of kindness and compassion, it uplevels everything and it spreads through contagion. So we can really change the world one person at a time that way. And all we need to do is bring it, right? Again, it's a simple little thing. But you got to do it. You, <laughs> you, know, right? you got to do it. Just think about it. You've got to do it. And uh, so maybe your listeners tomorrow or even today, when they go out in the world, think about one or two little nice things they could say to the people they encounter. In your book, Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, you write, it need not be some grand undertaking to make a difference. Sometimes it can be the smallest of things. Reminding someone how much you love and appreciate them, for example, can help lift someone up who is feeling down. Being the best dad or mom you can be will make a huge difference in a child's life. Making someone's day with a smile, holding the door open for them, or complimenting them might make more of a difference than we will ever know. I think that's what we're talking about here. We are the difference. And when we are in this time where so many are complaining and feeling out of control and scared, I think we're undermining our own power, which is step into your moment and be that one point of contact, be that one point of kindness. Pay attention to what happens in your world and the world for the rest of us. I think you're going to feel different and better, and you're going to make a significant change, starting right here in our own neighborhoods. And you know, the holidays are coming up, and but you don't have to wait for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate to send somebody a, a note, a card. I just took a workshop. It was called Love, Let Us Live. And, mm. and we sat down, we actually wrote letters to people in our lives that were deceased, that were no longer here and maybe telling them something we haven't told them or how much we love them. 
Um, so even if the person is not around, you can still express um, gratitude, love, what, whatever you want to express to them. That brings us to the Simply Nifty segment, Ellen. In each show, I pick an item or an app or a practice or a quote that has helped me elevate my life for that day or inspire me. And today I'm going with a quote that you offered, and it's this. When we can laugh through our tears, we are given a powerful message. Things may be bad, but they cannot be all that bad. And I think we are so dynamic and complicated as human beings that we can hold it all, right? I wanted I want to talk about the holidays a little bit and the winter and the darkness that so many people are feeling because it's not all a hallmark holiday for every family. There's a greater sense of loss for many people or financial strain or loneliness. And I think it's important to remember that we can hold that and also find pockets of, of joy and appreciation and gratitude. And I know you've written about grief and I know you've explored this in your own life a little bit too. How can we approach these feelings of grief during this time when everybody thinks we should be so happy and, and grateful? Well, I think grief's important. So we don't want to ignore it um, because if you ignore it now, it could come up later. Um, but I also think if you're grieving too long, it's not healthy. Uh, I remember when I was a hospice volunteer, there was a young woman who lost her mother, and she was grieving for almost three years. And what I realized that two lives were lost, the mm -hmm. mother's life who had passed and the daughter's life who was not enjoying her life anymore. So at some point, I think we have to move on. And uh, particularly during the holidays, I mean, the, the, one of the best ways perhaps to lift yourself up is to do something for someone else. So volunteer at a food bank, uh, go visit uh, shut-ins, whatever it is, you know, read to kids at the library. Because the more you're alone and the more you get into grief, it's just like a downhill spiral. So if you can just bring joy to someone else, it will uplift you and help you get through the holidays, too. The Dalai Lama said giving and compassion are, are the best kind of selfishness, because not only do you feel better, but you're bringing someone else joy as well. I think that's great advice. Go out and reach out and help somebody else and in turn going to help yourself get through some of these darker times. And I like the way we started, you know, and when I ask you how you remain upbeat, you said, well, I'm human. So sometimes it's hard because <laughs> there's room for that too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, the, the negative side of, of being a positive person is when I'm not so positive and people, right. like, well, wait a minute. You, you know, you're the jolly tologist. You're the one who does humor. Why aren't you laughing? No, I might not laugh right now, but hopefully down the road I will. And it will take time and I'm human and I have to deal with the ups and downs like everyone else. We can be all of it. That brings us to the Simply Start practice where we talk about something you can do today to feel better and elevate the world for the rest of us as well. We can come and connect over that simple practice. We've talked about a few ways, reaching out to other people. And Alan, you wrote about something that I loved in your book and you called it a hope note. Do you remember? I don't want to put you on the spot to be, do you remember what I'm talking about when you <laughs> predicted the weather in New York city and you wrote a note about well, it? I, I like to, um, 
positive affirmations is yes. one. And I also, we talked about gratitude. I like to be grateful for things that haven't happened yet as if they've already happened and I'm thanking the world for them. You wrote that when you were going to New York City, you wanted good weather. So you wrote down your affirmation, how you wanted the weather to be. And I think hope is so important, you know, that that we can hold on to that and and think about what we want to be and then take inspired action to create some of that for ourselves. And so I, I love that. I think, yeah, the yeah. affirmation, the gratitude is a great way of doing that. Yeah. And I'm not the weatherman. I couldn't change the weather. But <laughs> that is exact. You know, I wanted good weather. And I think out of seven days, we had six great days of weather. One was a little trying, but um, I, I was pleased with the result. <laughs> uh, but, you know, my dad was always so negative and I was always angry with him for being so negative. But now I'm so grateful because it turned me the other way. And I'm so positive. And he was traveling across country once to visit me. He wouldn't fly so he, on the East Coast to West Coast. He took the train, had a change in Chicago. And every time I talked to him before the trip, he would say, oh, they're going to probably lose my luggage. They'll lose my luggage in Chicago. <laughs> what do you think happened? <laughs> so, I, you know, would they have lost his luggage if he didn't talk that way? I don't know. But why, why tempt the fate, you know, just? be positive about it, have a good trip, and just um, not concentrate on those negative things. It, and, and again, be grateful, even though it hasn't happened yet, be grateful as if it already has happened. I agree. We can pick our thoughts. Why would we pick anything that wasn't helpful or inspiring or funny or fun or engaging, right? Get right. curious about your life and, and choose the things that are going to lift you up just so you feel good. It's okay to feel good. <laughs> yep. Uh, I love it. Yeah. We can go on for hours. We and could I'm... go on for hours. <laughs> Find somebody to talk these things over with and, and just reminding yourself and grounding yourself in this kind of energy is uh, is another way to, to feel good and, and to get going. Alan Klein, what a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Good luck with all your books. The newest, Embracing Life After Loss, and the other newest, right? You have like 28 books out, man. Yeah, and I have another one coming out in January. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what should we watch for? Right now we have Embracing Life After Loss and Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times. And what's coming up in January? You know, the title right now, because I write so many, has gone out of my head, but it's about uh, keeping your life simple. Well, maybe you can come back and we'll talk about that. Love to. Where can people learn more about you and your work? Okay, so the internet's the best place. And it's uh, my site is www alankline.com and they got to spell it right a-l-l-e-n-k-l-e-i-n.com i also have a tedx talk on the power of intention so just go to youtube and put alan klein ted talk and you can tweet me at pl campbell or go to my site, www.imperfectspirituality.com or the Polly Campbell author speaker page on Facebook. And you can sign up in those places for my How to Live an Awesome Life newsletter, which is like getting a pep talk in your inbox a few times a month. So that's that. Pick up Alan's books, find a quote, an idea, an energy from those books to elevate your thoughts and carry it with you. I think that kind of deliberate thinking, installing that in the moments of your day, We'll help you live well, do good, and be happy.
Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 